0: What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the bonus post-game instant reaction to the Mariners 4 nothing victory in Game 1 of the Wild Card Series. I recorded this episode with Hanno and uh, CJ following this uh, game, and we're putting it out for you here tonight on a Friday night, kicking your weekend off with uh, a little bit of a wrap-up of, you know, what we're thinking about the game. Anyways, I'm going to shut the hell up so you can enjoy episode 49, the bonus edition post-game instant reaction wrap-up extravaganza spectacular right here on the Odyssey app or wherever else you are getting your podcast from. what you were just hearing uh was from t T-Mobile Park uh we were here just before we we're going on checking out all the footage of the fans and what they're going through we're all happy ha- just checking out how people are celebrating or what the vibe was like around town we were not down there though at T-Mobile Park uh I- I know it was cheap to go down there and this and that but i mean honestly that just sounds like a really expensive uh day i don't know if they had alcohol going on in there but that could be a pretty expensive day don't you guys think
2: 100 percent, yeah i mean i'm sure they're charging top dollar just like you do during the games but you know i'd rather be uh sitting in front of this tv and yeah. have multiple tvs going and enjoying good times
1: and, yeah uh,
0: Uh, cj's got a nice spread made out for us here he's there's a Griffey jersey there's the uh the ss uh mariner the uss mariner uh replica there's a kingdom there's plenty of Griffey stuff there's some tickets and a program which are probably the coolest things on there oh and the uh, mariners uh bling uh, necklace, but uh, the coolest things on on here are definitely the tickets from the 1995 playoffs and the programs. Those were your moms?
2: Yeah, yeah. so uh, she volunteered from the school district during the 95 series. I think it was game two. I didn't have the opportunity to go to the game, but then I asked her to grab a couple of ticket stubs because you had ticket stubs back then. They weren't on your phones. We didn't have phones back then. And so, yeah, I got those framed, and then she grabbed me a program and got that framed, and those lived in my you know my childhood room for ever since 95 just we just really went and grabbed them
0: i think that's the sickest thing in here maybe
1: oh yeah i mean i love the way you put it together it's a great mariner shrine i happen to notice before first pitch and you were over there kneeling taking a knee yeah yes, just I kind was, of getting was, the good vibes going for the seattle mariner was. it was
0: it was a tense it was a tense day today this morning i i woke up at four. 30, 4.45 in the morning. I had to get out our episode uh, for the Odyssey people this morning, the pregame, and couldn't go back to sleep. Pretty nervous. Uh, in fact, I jogged over here. I jogged through Ballard. I jogged, jogged by our Ballard First Lutheran Church. That was, a, a you know, apparently our family church when I was growing up. I did some <laughs> prayers, did some Hail Marys. Yeah, it's a Lutheran Church, but I still threw some Hail Marys. Ran by the Ballard uh rec center just really taking it in just on this on this play mix i had just uh really getting focused because i got to be on a nervous wreck, nervous wreck to, you know
1: so did you leave about 5 a.m then to get here by one o'clock <laughs> no, no
0: i got that done <laughs> it was a good jog and hey i, I got to take a shower over here so though that was, that was pretty cool you know, it's pretty cool to take a shower in his shower here. There's a sign Ken Griffey Jr. uh plaque in there. There's this awesome thing of all the coolest shoes. I mean, it's, it's you know. <laughs> and
2: the original uh, 89 Sports Illustrated the first time Griffey was on the uh, on the cover.
0: Yeah. So that was pretty cool to be, you know, cleaning myself off, <laughs> looking <laughs> at that. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a pretty nerve wracking day. Obviously we won, I'm feeling good, I'm feeling fine. Uh, but I'm happy that we didn't go out to a bar. I think that would have got really expensive. I feel like at this point, if you're going to a one o'clock game at a bar and it's at the time of this recording about uh, 6.30, you'd probably be at your second bar, your second tab that's, uh, you know, Getting up there close to $100 just with food and whatnot. We we, we took the, the responsible adult's way on a Friday afternoon, right? Yeah,
1: it was a smart decision. You're it right. Was, it was a very
0: smart decision. And we had two TVs. It was fun. But, yeah, it was a nervous wreck most of this game, um, even though things were going well from the start. How were you guys feeling today? What What were you thinking before the game started?
1: Yeah, I felt really good going into the game. I didn't have the nerves or anything like that. I mean, you definitely showed some as we watched (laughs) the game together, Um, but I felt pretty good. The Mariners looked confident and you know, the first inning helped those nerves. Uh, What were your thoughts, CJ? Yeah,
2: I agree. You know i was just excited just to see postseason baseball and then after that first scene inning it it almost felt like the uh the first play in the super bowl for the seahawks you know where we got the it fumble did, and it scored a touchdown it just made everything that much better
0: it did have that way i would say my nervousness did not really kick and i was just being triggered back to the last time we played in a game you know back in 2001 that was you know seven thousand six hundred and fifty five days ago uh, I know exactly where I was. I was down at Fresno State, and I did or did, no, I did not cry myself to sleep on that couch, but I did stay on that couch and skip school for the next couple of days. It was a pretty depressing time. Uh, this this victory today definitely felt like a uh, a plane ride, you know, but a decent plane ride. Like if somebody asked me, how was your ride? I'd be like, it was pretty good. You know, it was a little bumpy for a second, but from, for most of the ride it was smooth and that's what i think this game was like
1: yeah you're right i mean there was a couple innings that was a little bit tense i thought some key innings were in the uh third inning where both uh george springer got that single and then right behind him Bo Bichette got that infield single but vladdy guerrero flied out and it shut down the momentum you know yeah, and the other moment was in the bottom of the fifth inning when their DH hit a little flare in the left field. Then Springer hit an, had an infield hit to second base that uh, Frazier wasn't able to make the throw in time. And then this is all with two outs, and then uh, Boba Shutt uh, got sawed off to second, and Frazier made the play, and that shut down that inning. So those were basically the two only innings that kind of – you could think that Toronto might get back in this yep. and change the momentum, and they really never did and kept that crowd quiet for most of the game,
0: yeah, I think if you were a Toronto fan, you'd kind of feel like how we've felt a lot throughout the year where we're like we had our chances in these games that we end up losing where we get to the top of the order and we get a couple guys on and the guys hitting, you know, in those power slots that are supposed to drive in runs in the th- the three and four slots not getting it done or when we used to get the bases loaded and not be able to get guys in, but guess what? That was in the regular season. The Mariners came out right out the gate and three runs in the first inning. You know, they, they did something I wanted them to do. They manufactured the first run and you know what? That's all Castillo needed. You know, you could have got rid of the dumper uh, to run shot or the insurance run. I mean, Castillo and Munoz just took care of business, right? CJ
2: exactly yeah and and, you know just with the the dumper home run you know it's the first player in m's history to hit his first uh, hit a home run in in their first postseason at bat so i mean that's pretty huge this guy's
0: just racking up first isn't he he's just like he's just racking shit up and tied i mean the last week first person to clinch a game uh ever in major league baseball history you got a first here he's also you know the the uh, leading home run hitter in the franchise for the Mariners uh, at catcher. So it, he's just, uh, he's getting his name up there on the board.
1: Not to mention he was your big poppy cut clutch player. The game he, he that you picked for in the uh, first game of this series pregame show. So man, and you, it was you...
0: clutch The the bat itself was just a great at bat. It came after a good at bat that Suarez had, uh, you know, all about that pitch count, right? uh definitely when you're uh, facing somebody big that's dominating and just a bigger guy you know you want to get them gassed you want to make them work and they they both made them work and you know dumper again uh you know we kept on saying in that at bat we go wait till the next at bat right <laughs> we were like he's he's timing him up he's timing him up boom we're up three to nothing and i i think that was a clutch moment because He just came in there and eliminated the entire offense, eliminated the crowd, which was a big thing, and you made the pitcher work.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I remember, like you said, we were talking about it, that um, after that Geno big double in that first inning to score that run and Dumper coming up and us – evaluating his at bat he just kept seeing pitches fouling him off he worked him all the way to oh two or to three two, excuse me and then he jumped on it so it's super impressive by the young catcher cal raleigh
0: yeah and you know that was enough that was enough to you know go out there i mean that was enough for castillo to go out there and know that all he had to do was not give up this lead and And knowing that this team, you know, the team that he's playing for, you know, I bet you he could possibly know maybe this might be the only runs they get in this game. We only added on one more the rest of the game, and that's kind of Mariner baseball. You can't sit there and expect us just to pile up the runs for you
1: no yeah what i saw of castillo today was what i saw earlier on in the year when he got traded over the m's you know facing those first few teams the yankees he threw nothing in the middle of the plate today everything was off the edge up and down changing speeds in and out i mean he was fantastic he absolutely shoved today i mean this i believe was his second career postseason start um and he he showed why the mariners went out and Traded away all those guys to get this type of pitcher. Do you? Um, what do you think? What are, What are some of those stats about his yeah. previous start in the postseason, CJ? Yeah, he his last
2: start was in the playoffs um, against the Braves. It was he pitched uh, five point one innings, seven strikeouts, two walks, but he ended up getting the loss in that game. And
0: he did that in front of a cardboard crowd. Okay, <laughs> yeah, exactly, <So, laughs> twenty twenty.
2: And he's also the first Mariner to have uh, seven plus shutout innings in postseason history.
1: Wow, those days are over of thinking about the massive post-game performances by Mariner pitchers like Randy Johnson yeah, and Jamie Moyer. They're to the
0: back of the bus now. They are back there to the back of the bus. I mean, this team is putting up new new records, and the thing is, the door has opened for much, much more. Yeah, I think the other thing, you know, all the talk was around the,
2: the fans and how electric is going to be in Toronto. They're going to be super loud. And we took the you know the crowd out early, like both offense and defense, you know, with that you know, the way that we started. So fans uh, wanted to see a big show, but they got a big show from us.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. That defense was good by the Mariners. You know, got that nice double play early on in the game. Gino to Frazier on the first to get that double play. We had that play later on in the game where Springer, who I was really concerned with, roped one in the right center field, and um, Hanniger was over able to get over there, cut that ball off, and hold him to a single. So there was a lot of good defensive plays that definitely made this Mariner game a lot more easy, to watch, and wouldn't you say, Myron?
0: Yeah, I'm going back to it felt like, you know, a pretty decent plane ride as soon as we got those three runs and we had that shut down inning and we seen Castillo pitch himself out of these possible jams they weren't jam you wouldn't call them big jams but they were they were happenings that happened at you know two strikes whether it was that he didn't get the last third strike in the uh, second inning that he got and he had to sit out there and he ended up throwing eight nine more I think eight pitches a couple of bloops in there you know but he shut that down and that was the turbulence and as soon as that was out it just like if you're on an airplane uh the, the beverage and food cart comes out and CJ was hooking us up with pork chops and macaroni, server food. We knew things were going to smooth out right there.
1: Make sure you tip your your flight yeah. attendant.
0: He was like, yes, it's, uh, it's okay to move around the uh, Shangri-La cabin.
2: It's amazing that it's been 21 years since we've had a conversation like this.
0: Yeah, it is. It has been twenty. I think I
2: heard you say a date was seven six five five. It was actually 7,657.
0: from right. a win. But oh. the last time we played, when when uh, Brett Boone hit that home run in the eighth inning, and we were like, okay, we're taking this game. And then we got Derek Jetered and the Yankees in I, the bottom of the eighth, and then the Sandman came in and put us put us to sleep.
2: So Lou Pinella has started snacking on Sun Giant almonds. Why is that, Lou? Why not? Is it the crisp, fresh taste, or is there a more profound reason why you do? Why I do what? Why you love Sun Giant almonds. Why you serve them to your guests. Why you're nibbling on Sun Giant dry roasted almonds right
1: now. America wants to know why. Why? Why should I settle for peanuts? There's something good under the sun. Sun Giant almonds.
0: There was a little bit of talk in the pregame yesterday, uh, pregame interviews and press conferences that alluded to if we saw Castillo come out here and dominate these right handed batters being a right handed power pitcher that he is, that we would possibly would not see Robbie Ray in game two remember this conversation but i was listening to the uh, jerry depoto show early this morning and he pretty much refuted that being like no there's no way i do not see him pitching in this series or in the second game and you know maybe that's (laughs) maybe that's his boss telling him hey i cut you i cut i let you cut this check this motherfucker's pitching you know
1: so basically with the powerhouse lineup that the toronto blue jays have where they lead in all kinds of offensive categories and they're predominantly right-handed the word was we're kind of nervous with the left-hander ray going against this team
0: it was no it didn't seem like it was the the left-hander going against the team what people were trying to say uh but It was that if that power right hand works against this lineup, why don't you just go out back-to-back if you win? But Jerry Depoto is saying, no, you're going to see Ray in game two regardless. He's former Cy Young. He was our big acquisition to start the season. He pitched really good in the second half. He also pitched in Toronto last year when he got that Cy Young. He wasn't there when they went back for whatever reasons. It's a question mark of why he couldn't go to the Canadian game um, and go back and see his old team. So, you know, there were some suspicions there of things. But, uh, you know, we're going to see him, right?
2: I'm hoping we're seeing the tightest pants of the year tomorrow.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If I'm, I want to see the tightest playoff pants there is. Like Carl said, we there wasn't enough enough meat showing. We got to see we got to see some meat out there
1: on the mound. Yeah, you're right. I mean, so Ra- or Robbie Ray, his last time facing Toronto was at the uh, end of the last home stand that Seattle played Toronto back in July. He went six innings with three hits, one run, all earned, with two base on balls and. Six strikeouts. He got the no decision, but the Mariners won that game two to one. That was the game in which Manoa, today's starter, um, faced the Mariners and Santana hit that two-run homer. So and then on the other side of the coin, the M's tomorrow are gonna be facing Kevin Guzman, who uh is a pretty good pitcher. You know, his strikeout pitcher pitch is that split finger. The Mariners happened to win that game back in May in Toronto. It was the only game of that series that they won. They won that five to one. And he went five innings with seven hits, two runs, both of them earned and struck out three and gave up one walk. So it'll be a nice test again for the Mariners to it, see what they have against this guy.
0: And as good as uh, Castillo and Ray have been in the second half, of late, it's kind of been like good start, bad start a little bit. Or not bad start, but just not what you expect not from it. Not sharp. The, not sharp, and they... Can't avoid the big innings. I, You know, this was the right that ship game. Fuck all of that stuff. This is why you went out and traded him. This is why you say, fuck it, we're going to trade somebody so high in our, you know, organization down on the farm. And you go and you get this guy. This is, this is why.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the few things that I read online, um, there was a lot of good stuff posted by the Mariner fan base, but... This one, I think, really resonated and hit me. It was by uh, Steve Sandmeyer. He wrote, uh, Ems went for it, paid big to attain big, and got the top arm in the market. Imagine if they half-assed it, finished second, and instead ended up with Frankie Montas and his bum arm. He's right. I agree with that totally.
0: Yeah, uh, Jerry DiPoto made the right move. You know, Vlad says, hey, when you get this guy and you're playing in the playoffs and he wins a game, you're not going to give a fuck who you traded him for. You know what I mean? Uh, what do you think about this uh, uh, trade now, uh, CJ?
2: Yeah, I think it's great. I know there's a lot of you know a lot of chatter about oh we're giving away the farm, but hey, we're one to know in the playoffs. You know, first time in 21 years, and I'm happy about it.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, this is why you go out and you give up that much to get a guy for a game like this. I mean, huge momentum game on the road that we won. So. Exciting, exciting for the Mariners and for, uh, Luis Castillo.
0: Yeah. And let's not forget he signed a five-year extension. So it's not like a rental guy that we gave all this up for, for a year and some change he's here, they're selling his jerseys in the team shop. They're, they're, they're right now. There might not be a lot of Julio ones right now, but I can guarantee you those Castillo ones, uh, I would go down and get those things if I could.
2: I love that he's like the villain to Toronto, right? He, he uh, walks off the mound, gives the fist pump, and the entire crowd just booed him on yeah. his way out. Yeah, fantastic. His,
0: his last pitch of the game was just right into Springer's wrist. And, you know, Julio got hit twice. I know a lot of conspiracy theories people are going to be like, we were sending him a message. We knew that we were bringing in the fireballer montage to close this shit out anyways, and, uh, you know... If you're gonna bust our guy in like that, we're gonna bust yours in. Maybe, maybe that was it, maybe not. But I know for our conspiracy f- theory fans, I hear you. Okay, we hear you.
2: <laughs> power. I have a little project. Edgar Martinez has it. And so does Eagle Hardware and Garden. The best selection of power tools the most powerful brand names. Because if you don't have power, you're not in the game.: oh, Now this is what I call a bat.: Eagle, Hardware and Garden, more of everything: Doesn't say one thing about Julio, I don't think we talked about it earlier, is that he's the uh, youngest player to record a hit uh, in the postseason, passing uh, A-rod.: Wow, in
1: '97.
0: Yeah, and didn't he uh he tied Mike Trout for uh hits in the playoffs?
1: No, he actually passed Mike Trout with hits in the playoffs. Do you know how many more he has than Mike Trout has in the playoffs? No. He has one more hit and a total of one hits more than Trout <laughs> does in the playoffs. So
0: he's got one hit and Mike Trout's got none. Yes, sir. Damn, it feels good to be a mariner. But, uh, yeah, I, any more fun? Give me some good fun stats. It's it's like candy, CJ. What
2: well, do you got? I mean, I don't have any fun stats except something that's kind of fun. You know, the local zoo around here, the Weatherton Park Zoo, they had a brand-new penguin, and so we can call him our uh, good luck charm. They named it Julio. Oh. It's, a, it's the M, the MVP, the most valuable penguin.
0: Yeah, I I did. See, I didn't know that his name was Julio. I did forward the uh, thing on our story on our on our Instagram. Yeah. Uh,
2: and I'd say another thing, you know, Blue Friday around here usually means for the Seahawks who play on the weekend, but I think Blue Friday today totally meant something different. And hopefully we continue this to next Friday and so on and so forth.
0: Yeah. And Dep- yeah. AG. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, AG. How about those Mariners? Hey, but you want to know something about, like, hey, Blue Friday? Remember, there was what? Felix Day? When Felix would pitch, it was like Happy Felix Day or Happy King Day or something like that. Kings Court Day. Kings Court Day. But there used to be like this, it's a Felix Day. It was like, oh, the mayor's going to win. Uh, DePoto also this morning on the show, he kept using the phrase Castillo Day. It's Castillo Day. So I think he's trying to really, and the organization, market this guy to get behind him just like we did with uh, Felix Hernandez.
1: Yeah, Absolutely, and tomorrow can be Ray Day. I mean, if Ray comes <laughs> out and pitches pretty close to how Castillo did you know keeps the ball out of the middle of the plate he has that sharp breaking slider be, 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 is able to then move the fastball to both sides of the plate we can have success tomorrow with Robbie Ray on the mound in my opinion
0: right and you know speaking of you know we we're talking about a couple tense situations that we got out I know we had a four to nothing lead we had an out in the inning we hit Springer but still, the the meat of the order was coming in there, and Munoz,
1: I mean, hundred
0: three hundred three hundred three. <laughs> I mean,
1: this dude.
0: Let's 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 just talk about him.
1: I'm speechless. It was yeah. beautiful. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, okay. Listen, they bring him in there in the eighth, and then they bring him back in the ninth. How do you feel about that?
1: Just straight
2: fire, right? I mean, you just see. Like I think we were talking during the game that you. It Used to be uh, unique to see someone throwing 100 miles an hour. Now it's kind of you know there's a lot of pitchers that are throwing 100, but he's hitting 103. So 103 is kind of like the new benchmark. It seems like.
1: And I was really yeah. glad, not surprised, but was happy with the decision that Scott Service made about bringing him back out. Were you thinking along the same way, Myron?
0: No, I was. Uh, I was thinking we just went to Seawald and uh, you know, or you know, and just kind of did our thing, or maybe brought one other person from Los Bomberos out with the four nothing lead. But no, it seemed like I, I know why they did that. Look, they were having trouble with the overpowering fastballs and those hard sliders today. So, you know, Munoz is, he's not, you know, he's not turning down the volume and turning down the temperature of the hot tub when he comes in. He's turning it up. You know, Castillo's got it hot enough. This guy's getting the shit boiling hot. You could throw fucking crabs in, in what he's throwing and boil that shit up.
2: You know, we were saving Seawald from waving to his family till tomorrow, maybe. Right? He was waving from the bullpen today. Yeah,
0: well, he's got to practice that wave. You know, you know, you're you're only going to do this once uh, for the first time on camera on national television. Uh, yeah, so I mean, our bullpen is completely rested. It, they're more than rested now going into. You know, having to only get one of these next two games, I feel good about that. I feel good if we can get the the game into them. I I would believe tomorrow, whether it's Robbie Ray, who we're expecting, and that I don't know if it's been officially announced, but that's who it seems like it's going to be pitching. Or Logan, I don't see either of these pitchers, even if things are going very well, I don't see them getting into the eighth inning. I don't see them being allowed to do that. I think... This is a game where Scott was definitely going to bring in um, the bullpen.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a different type of game. I agree with you there. Um, Key, like we talked about earlier, you know, let's get off to a good start. Let's get some runs early. Let's try to neutralize that powerful Toronto lineup. And then – Turn it over to our bullpen. That's been our recipe for success the whole year, and it's worked. So let's try it again tomorrow. The, the job is not done yet, but we're closer to that final time of finishing this job in Toronto.
0: Yeah, we got another clinching game tomorrow, you know, and this would be a big clinch, especially on the road. Uh, what are your feelings about the game tomorrow, CJ? What do you think is going to happen here? I think it's
2: just more of the same, right? You know, we'll have tight pants out in the mound. Offense will be there. Julio will be fired up. You know, I mean, we still haven't given up a run in 21 21 years in the postseason, so we can keep that going. That'd be great. Nice call. That's a
0: nice dig. Yeah, and I I would assume with them having a right-hander on the mound today and us being successful, you know, scoring four runs, which is actually below our average. I think we're 4.2 a game, 4.3 a game. So, uh, but this is the playoffs. Some, you know, a lot of low-scoring games. Not the one we're watching at right now, where San Diego is taking care of the Mets uh, here. But uh, I would assume we're just going to go with the same lineup with the left-handed, uh, you know, centric uh, batting order. I don't see uh, anybody that really had a bad game that was left-handed that somebody on the bench might go in there on on a on a right-hander if they're they go to a a right-hander later in the game I could see some substitutions today we didn't see a lot what how do you think that's gonna all play out Hannah?
1: Yeah I totally agree with you I mean I feel like the line if it's not broken why fix it so I feel like the lineup's gonna look very similar and like you said you know if they go to the bullpen and go to a lefty yeah there might be some changes you know Santana had a you know not a great game but a little rough game he wasn't able to swing it his pitches chased a little bit. Kelnick, you know, kind of got hurt by the umpire on a few of them, but it's his first postseason game. But other than that, you know, I believe that this team is going to be ready for the uh, challenge tomorrow against Kevin Guzman.
0: Yeah, the the Toronto Blue Jays aren't a very left-handed team. There's a there's very few left-handed pitchers. Uh, oh, whoa, sorry, I just stop. We just saw the. Uh,
1: Demo. Demo.
0: I was just about to talk about Demo and his Mazda of Everett commercial was playing. Look at Demo getting some getting some getting some of that advertising money. He says he's a sponsor. He's a spokesman. Um I was just about to say, I think later in the game, you know, when they do bring in these left handers on these spots, you know, and you see Kelnick, if he's not off to a hot start, I definitely could see Demo coming in and pitching for him. I also could see if there's a left-hander coming in, and Frazier's not, you know, doing his thing tomorrow. You could see Toro come in and, you know, get up there and get a pinch hit, maybe a big hit in front of his uh people there in Canada.
1: Yeah, that definitely could be a possibility in in the late innings of the game. I can. attest to that you're right
0: and that's what you have these guys on the team for right that's the asset that you have is that these guys are versatile can play multiple positions uh you know especially demo and with toro he's a switch hitter
1: yeah i definitely like personally i like toro more from the left side but he has proven that he can you know do sufficient work from the right side of the plate
0: right
2: do you guys know if Haggerty's able to join them or is he stayed home?
0: He's there. He's okay. there joining them. But as we know, he's not going to play in this postseason, which is a huge loss, which is a huge loss to the offense. I feel like if you can ride who's ever hotter with, you know, uh, Kelnick or Haggerty, you're in good shape.
1: Yeah, if we can continue to play these type of games where we get the lead and keep the lead, we don't have to think about those late inning situations where we would need Haggerty to steal a base or score us a run by pinch running. So, it was a really nice win for the Mariners today, and probably on the fans as well.
2: Yeah, you you uh, saw some video and pictures from, from Timo.
1: Yeah, that what
0: we were opening up here. Yeah, it was it was those people were getting getting pretty crazy down there and i thought it was pretty cool though when they hit the home runs they actually played the the horn that we play the the ship horn and uh they were kind of conducting it like a a, like a regular game in between innings
2: yeah i bet we'll see more more fans head down there because it's saturday tomorrow
0: oh yeah i definitely could see that it didn't seem like all these bar watch parties were that busy and chaotic um, you know, yeah, maybe it has to do that. It's, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday and it's not a, a weekend. And now I think you're going to pull more of, of, you know, this more of the bandwagon people are hopping on, you know, everybody's going to hop on and that's fine. Hop on, hop on board. We're happy you're listening to here, right here, listening to the uh, rye bread and mustard podcast. CJ, you got anything else uh, that was on your mind about today's game or tomorrow's game?
2: Not necessarily, just Seattle's different when the Mariners are playing well. It's just, there's something different about it. I don't know what it is. It's just, it's so great. It's such a great feeling. Right. Um, It's just awesome.
0: It is. It is awesome to go out and see, yeah, it was Blue Friday, the Seahawks thing where it's okay to wear your football jersey, which I feel like people do anyways up here all the time. They do a little overkill on it. But yeah, there was Mariners jerseys and football jerseys and some soccer there's a lot of jerseys out there the, the the school spirit of seattle is very high right now uh i feel like yeah i do feel like the, there's more pressure on the mariners now because they got this win but the more uh, but the biggest pressure is definitely going to be on toronto tomorrow
1: yeah you're right i totally agree with all that so the mems are going to come out tomorrow strong confident loose like they did today, and, you know, hopefully pull this off tomorrow and we don't have to think about it as we head to Houston then next week to start uh, the next series. CJ? Yeah, go Ems. Go Ems.
0: Uh, yeah, go Ems, and, uh, yeah, it would be really great to have a game like this. I think they today, if they go out there tomorrow, or they go out here later in game two and uh, just get ahead and get that crowd out of it and put that – put that you know like human pressure on on toronto we're gonna be good and we'll be back here uh tomorrow night after game two hopefully it's a clincher um again this is episode 49 here on the odyssey app if you're listening to this through the megaphone app also uh that's their odyssey thing i guess uh uh check us out on on odyssey or at anywhere else you get your podcasts also, hit us up on the socials, or if you need to email us, if you got to write us a strongly worded email, hit us up at rye bread and mustard Podcast at gmail.com. Get pumped, Mariners fans. Hanno, you know what fucking time it is. Charge.